Welcome to Tech News of the Week with your host, what can only be described as a sentient trench coat. Welcome to Total Nachos of the Wizards. Mm, delicious this nachos for wizards. I want that. <laughs> this is our weekly tech news podcast. We spend 10 minutes talking about four stories that caught our attention this week. Chris, I'm going to kick it off. I, I got to talk about SBF. Are you ready? I'm going to make it brief. Wait. I can't wait. And <laughs> you're not going to make it brief. Don't lie to yourself or others. I did. I did. All right. Uh, fraudster Sam Bankman Freed. And I can say fraudster, not alleged fraudster, because he was convicted on all counts. Woo! That's right. There was very little doubt that Sam Bankman Freed was not guilty of perpetuating a massive fraud through FTX and Alameda Research. But the nature of the fraud was heavily steeped in esoteric financial vehicles and unfamiliar technical jargon. So there was a chance, however slight, that a jury would fail to comprehend the scope and the severity of his crimes. After all, isn't all this cryptocurrency just made up nonsense and anyone silly enough to invest would know the level of risk, right? And I mean, SBF is just a whiz kid who made a few bad bets. There's nothing criminal about that, is there? Well, the jury was not fucking having any of that bullshit. After deliberating for a mere four hours, they returned a guilty verdict on all seven counts, which carry with them a combined maximum sentence of 115 years. 31-year-old SBF may be facing effectively life in prison for his financial misdeeds and also for being a truly insufferable little prig. But wait, there's more. There is a second trial currently slated for March 2024, which could further extend his prison sentence. The same judge is presiding over both cases, and he may choose to decline the second case in lieu of the guilty verdict from this trial. If you ever wondered if crypto is a scam full of fraudsters, I think you have your answer. Great news. Nuclear Ooh. fusion is just 15 years away. Again. Stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> a brand new technology has been in the works that promises to make sustainable nuclear fusion a reality. It's been promising in testing and continues to make progress. So much so that the scientists in question have a, quote, solid plan of having it actionable in as little as 15 years-ish. Mm, yep. Now, to be fair, the joke that I just appropriated is usually told about cold fusion. <laughs> right. While the progress that I mocked is legitimate science around the regular kind of hot fusion? Mm-hmm. Hot enough. Anyway, Japan's JT-60SA fusion reactor is actually planned for scientific study of fusion and uses magnetic fields from superconducting coils to contain a cloud of absurdly hot plasma to experiment with various ways to potentially initiate fusion and produce net positive energy. Hmm. How hot, you may ask? The four-story high machine is designed to hold plasma heated to 200 million degrees Celsius. Hmm. For about a hundred seconds. That's that's a pretty long time. I assume they didn't go for the whole two minutes because of something to do with the metric system. I didn't really look into it. Hmm. 
But there are parallel efforts going on in Europe. Japan hopes that this research enables them to have a full-scale proof-of-concept fusion reactor, hilariously acronymed DEMO, online by 2050. Oh, that's the thing. Like, there are so many fusion projects out there that have actually achieved fusion. That's not the problem. It's that net positive energy thing. And for most of them, net positive energy just means that the actual energy involved in the reaction you get more out than what you put in, but that still doesn't account for all the surrounding things that support that reaction. So that's what you actually need to get net positive. Right. Because apparently, and I didn't look into this all the way because I kind of ran out of time, 200 million degrees Celsius is a lot of degrees Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like road Scholar level right there. <laughs> Real estate company WeWork likely filing for bankruptcy. WeWork is on the precipice of filing for bankruptcy, according to the Wall Street Journal. The real estate company, masquerading as a tech startup despite clearly not being a technology company, has missed interest payments owed to bondholders on October 2nd, triggering a 30-day grace period in which it must make good on what it owes. Remember, bonds are supposed to be a guaranteed investment for the holders. So when the issuer of bonds fails to make payments it results in a default and often a bankruptcy or forced liquidation of assets. WeWork was once valued at a frankly insane $47 billion after picking up a $5 billion investment from SoftBank, despite never being remotely profitable. While that might work for actual tech startups that are focused on growth at all costs, it doesn't work so well in the real estate world. When WeWork tried to IPO in 2019, the offer, the offer ended up getting delayed until 2021. And when it hit the open market, it was at a mere $9 billion valuation. Since that time, the market cap of the company has continued to drop with a current market cap of $44 million. There is every reason to believe that a bankruptcy filing will come in the next week or so and the vultures can descend to pick apart the corpse of the once bloated WeWork whale. They're not going to find much. Just sad. Sad. What's even sadder is that Adam Newman has a new company and Andreessen Horowitz has invested in it. And I'm like, did you learn nothing? I mean, clearly uh, they are. No. No. No, they have not. Trillion-dollar advertising company Google continues to crash-grab TLDs. This time, .ing. We laughed when they released .zip. We cried when they released .move. Now I think a facepalm is really the only acceptable response to .ing becoming a th.ing. See what I did there? I see, yes. Uh, TH.ING, incidentally, has already been parked by some useless opportunist and is currently being offered at the low, low price of $37,500. That's the world we're living in because of Google. Thanks, guys. I do not think that I've been shy about my distaste for these idiotic vanity URLs. Um, And I am absolutely looking at askance at Google for releasing more and more and more of them. Mm -hmm. The question, dear viewer, has to be asked. Will it ever be enough money for these greedy sociopaths? <laughs> and the answer, of course, 
is no. No. This program is in an alpha release for the .ing names, meaning that you have to pay Google to even bid on the names that, let's be honest, you're just going to try to turn around and resell. Absolutely. Now, mind you, every time some stupid new TLD becomes available, tens of thousands of companies are forced to play defense and either buy up brand-adjacent or brand-mockery-sounding names. It annoys me to no end that this is a thing. Yep. And I'm annoyed-er, I guess, that it's profitable and is going to continue to be a thing. Annoyed.er, by the way, is not available, as .er is not a valid TLD yet. Neither is .cow yet. yet. But at this rate, I hold out hope. I really do. All right, that's it. We're all done. Go away now. Bye. Thank you.